The voice whispered across time and said, he never saw his mother properly loved. That's why he doesn't know what it means to properly love you. This is why he treats you in a manner that's familiar to him. The way he's seen it on TV, from his boys around the block, plays the sweet game, knows how to get what he wants with the right words to say, but he doesn't know how to give. Doesn't really want to give his heart away, so when you get too close, he'll throw obstacles in the way. Finds way to avoid commitment while making you assume accountability for his reality. He's not ready. Not yet ready to learn how to face his fears, how to be vulnerable outside of manipulation. He fears the control he'll turn over to you to be a death sentence of his identity. He watched men act out of character and assume shame instead of humility, instead of honorable integrity. He watched his mother submit to be unworthy, watched her give despite the mistreatment. This is why he expects you to give in spite of his cruelty. He watches you give in a manner that betrays your sanity, feeling conflicted by your retaliation, guilty of toxicity, holds debate and switch and escapes responsibility refuses to own up to the choices he's made that were damaging. He expects a full pardon instead of justified sentencing. You're supposed to love him. Why are you causing him to hurt? He belts through strained tears. Because to him, accountability feels like an attack. His defensiveness is poised to react. Irrational fears are the most dangerous when they've been supported by years of emotional neglect. Survival against suicidal ideation and attempts. You are safely made to believe as quicksand. To refuse to take refuge in you. sees only death in your eyes, depression on your lips. Releasing his pain is a strain on his identity. He can't fathom the beginning, being such a crisis. So he cries, you are the enemy while at war with himself. Love and war, where all is fair. He's just a casualty caught in the miseducation. Another heart fails by the system. Generations cycling to the school to send pipeline. Welcome to the Academy of the Unloved. Legacy of Brokenness.
Welcome, 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 welcome to another episode of Spoken Soul Sessions. I'm your host, Poetic Black, and I'm happy to be here. Spoken Soul family, what's good? We got another dope show lined up for you guys today. But first, let's take care of this business. I hope, I hope you're on your path today. I hope you're not allowing anyone or anything to impede your progress. I hope you focus on the goal. Today, today is the day we shine. I want you to get in tune, understand and be present. Today is that day. Spoken Soul family, we got another dope show lined up for you guys today. And I am so excited because this is nostalgia coming back again you you guys are well 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 familiar with my guest co-host today for the show and uh i mean she needs no introduction you know what i'm saying uh i want to welcome well i want to wait waste no time i want to welcome back to the spoken soul session studio the beautiful lovely lady obsidian rain definitely man you know i i love having your input on the show i mean you always come in obsidian fashion sharp as razor blades you know what i mean and I, I really value your opinion and a lot of things is going on in our community you know i think you know this is the perfect place to come and you know break some of them things down so today's show matter of fact before we get into the topic for today's show I'll, I'll be remiss if i didn't have these couple announcements i gotta make uh check us out on clubhouse we are over there on clubhouse now the audience is definitely growing week from week iron sharpens iron hosted by spoken soul sessions uh 9 p.m on saturdays every saturday and then every other wednesday we do the aftermath show of the spoken soul sessions podcast and this wednesday coming up i believe it's the today's the seventh so the ninth so the ninth uh, we have a show this Wednesday and we're going to be talking the first hour. We're going to be talking about legacy. Uh, that's a podcast that I did uh, a few months ago. Uh, you guys go check that out and join the join the conversation. Come on over on Clubhouse. Let's, let's engage. All right. Now we got all that business out of the way. Now, we want to talk about today is a very, you know, it's a topic that's, you know, that. I, me personally, I've been aware of it since I say about maybe like 12, 15 years now. It's been it's been just so, you know, prevalent in, in, in my world where I see it that I can't unsee it. And we're talking about the transition to adulthood in the black community. Now, you have different communities and they have their transition, you know, like the Jewish community, for example, they have what they call the bar, the bar mitzvah, where the, um, the child, um, the, the young man, he, he gets to that age, I believe 13 or whatever. And, um, he enters that, that realm of manhood and the entire community, they look at it and they observe it and they treat him as such. 
he's no longer treated as a child. So it's a communal effort in that community when this when this boy has have his Bart's misfa, uh the community don't look at him the same. They don't look at him as being a boy. They look at him as being a man. And um, I think this is important. In the black community that what we're going to be talking about today, I think personally, and we're going to play a video, you know, and um, we're going to talk about the contents of this video because this video was sent to me by yours truly, Miss Lady Obsidian Rain. And uh huh. I was like, wow. And um, I was like, yeah, we should do, we should do something on this. And um, cause it's, it's a topic that, you know, in the black community, I believe is swept under the rug, you know? Uh, but before we get into the video, what, what do you think about it? Um, Lady Obsidian Rain? Like, what do you think about the transition to adulthood in the black community? I feel like the lines are extremely blurred. Mm. Like you hear people refer to their, their, Sons who were like two, three years old. Oh, that's a little man. Mm. Not a man. Mm. And they get that confused that they should be acting in a man role, but they're still kids and they're being treated like kids. So there's this cognitive dissonance for them. Mm. When do when are they actually a man? Mm. Definitely. I think well, even so much for that. It's like we have there are like celebrations for girls, right? The Hispanic. Latino ex community um, have like uh, the quinceañeras, right? We have like this sweet 16s. But what do we have for our boys? Mm. Mm. And and I think I think that's the that's the what you call it. It's the uh, I, yo. This is crazy because I was just I was going to the video, right? I was going to the video. We gotta talk about this video. It just caught me off guard. I was going to the video to go check out to play the video and I see the video of you is one of your joy you already know what I'm talking about that joy just threw me for a loop I was like why do this guy look like why do this guy look like Lady of City it just messed me up I was like oh I was like whoa whoa what's going on right here and then I see what it was I said I bet but yeah yeah I got the I got the video queued up we gonna play it in a minute but I I, I agree with you 100%. I, I believe that the lines are blurred. And like my thing is this, in the black community, I noticed when I was when I was growing when I was growing up, I noticed that it was it was always said you're in a you're a child. Stay in a child's place. This was something that was always said. And I remember me being a little shorty and watching my grandmother talk to my uncles, right? This is when they were young. We we not that too far off in age. They probably maybe got me by like eight, nine years. But I would hear my grandmother tell my uncle, you know, when, when he was growing up, when he was like 16, 17, oh, you a boy, stay in the child's place and da-da-da-da-da. And then when he turned 18, I remember her vividly saying, you 18 now, get out of my house. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was, no, it was no interim in between the transitioning. It was like, oh, you say you a child, you a child, you a child, you a child. And then subconsciously, we begin to adopt that behavior. That's why we don't take accountability that I see in the black community. In certain aspects, we don't take accountability. We, we get caught up in that so-called adolescent stage where we're not accountable for our actions. We, we're not held account. Oh, he's only a child. But it don't work that way. The transition 
of adulthood is going to happen whether the child mind is ready for it or not. That physical transition is going to happen when when you're dealing with girls and boys, you know, it's going to happen. She's going to start maturing. She's going to get her mints. It's going to things is starting to is going to happen whether you prepare her for that or not. And for the men in our community, those changes is going to happen where we start looking at girls or we want to be next to girls. When we was younger, our girls are boring. Nah, get away from us, all the boys. And then when we get that certain age, oh, girls, we want to be around the girls now. You see what I'm saying? So we don't prepare our community for this endeavor. And I think that's the biggest setback in our, you know what I'm saying, in our community. And uh, we're going to play this video so we get the audience acclimated to see what's going on, what we're talking about. But uh, let's go into this clip real quick. There's no puberty ceremony in culture as an American man. Hold on. My bad. I got the I got my other music on at the same time. Let me fade that out. Let me fade that out and go back over here. Okay, here we go. You become responsible. All right, let's play it from the top. Okay. Puberty ceremony in culture. As an American man, when do you become a man? When you get a driver's license? Like, what do we do? You're 16, we give you a driver's license. Okay, well, like, you get a job? Like, when do you become a man? You become a man when you become responsible for other people. And part of that is taking accountability. And so, like, I am very new to this being a man thing. (laughs) And I'm still not there. And I'm on a path. Um, But I didn't have no, like... I grew up in a culture that told me going to war made you a man. Going to prison, coming back, coming back makes you a man. Making a million dollars makes you a man, you know. And, And it doesn't. And you don't know it till you didn't done all these things and realize, damn, still I'm still a, a little fucking boy. Or been around people who've been there a bunch of times. You know, I don't know nothing about being at war like Kevin, but I know a bunch of soldiers that come back and are still fucking little boys. There's no puberty ceremony in culture. Yeah, uh, very. I mean, it's deep, and um, I think in 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 this society. What he was talking about, it lends to a lot of things that happens in our society, like the the toxic masculinity, you know. A lot of times growing up, we have this false sense to say that being a man is how tough or how strong you are. When we raised up as little boys growing up, oh, I got to be tough. Or if somebody hit me and I don't cry, I'm a man. And this is how you interpret, oh, manhood. But I think he made a great point being that you're not a man until you're responsible for people, you know, and. The, the first aspect of manhood is being responsible for yourself, you know, knowing what you're able to do and being responsible in that regard. It definitely separates you from the little boys that we have running around in the world or the little girls that we have running around in the, in, in the world. Whereas that 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 concept of adulthood is warped and the lines are definitely blurred. And I believe it's because of the things that we in our community, we adopt certain things in our community as being law. You know what I mean? And I like to use the word, and I use it in its, in its right fashion. I'm not being offensive when I say retard. The word retard means to hold back. 
It means to slow up the pro the, the process or the progress of something reaching its natural maturation. So when you take these people and you hold them back, you hold an individual back out of fear of whatever reason, because I think it's, it's the fear of, oh, I don't want to lose my baby. I don't, oh, that, you always going to be my baby. But the reality of the matter is as, as parents, it's our obligation, our responsibility is, is to prepare our children for the endeavors of life that's gonna that's gonna gonna it's gonna happen to them whether they they want it to happen or not you know whether they're prepared for it or not you know absolutely and there's there's a little part of that i am conflicted with Mm. the concept of you're not a man until you're responsible for somebody else Mm. and i think that's why a lot of people get confused because when you're growing up in a household without a father or a father figure, you have a son, you're now telling that son that he has to be responsible mm. for your emotional well-being, helping you out with the house. So, so now he kind of growing up with this aspect like, oh, yeah, I, I've been responsible for people, so I'm a man. Mm. But they're emotionally immature. Mm. So then even being responsible for somebody else doesn't necessarily equate to manhood. Mm. And we, we also understand like that the amount of notches under your belt is, is one of those markers for manhood. How many, mm-hmm. how many ladies can you get? Mm-hmm. So it's very damaging to not understand what manhood really is. The transition of raising a boy into a man and allowing him to go into, into the world. Mm. So then what do we do? So what would you say, Lady Obsidian, what would you say, you know, what's the, what, what, what defines you as being a man in your eyes, your perspective? What, what, what defines manhood? Oh, work in progress. <laughs> <laughs> Mostly because I'm still understanding just what it means to be an adult. Hmm. Mm. A, a lot of us have matured way before our time. But what does that even mean? Mm. Here I am, I'm raising a, a, a girl and a boy. So like I'm in both of these worlds mm. and I have to then teach my daughter how to, you know, take care of her body physically, take care of her mind mentally, how to not interact with other girls in and men mm. and I'm um, raising a little boy. It's like, okay, being respectful to everybody, regardless of how they treat you, but still like helping him understand that softness does not diminish manhood. Mm. And I think that's the point right there. That, that, aspect right there because that's that's the number one warped view that we have growing up in this society is that you know being being vulnerable it doesn't it doesn't negate your manhood you know vulnerability is something that can be used as a strength and um a lot of times in our community you know we look at oh you crying because boys when you when you raised up as a boy especially when i was raised up we couldn't cry 
You know what I'm saying? All that crying, your uncles get at you, your cousins. Oh, look, you acting like a little baby. Oh, you shut up all that crying. And it, it wasn't like that for, for, for boys growing up. It wasn't like that. Girls, the girls in the family, they was allowed to cry. Yeah, you can cry. You know what I'm saying? There was it was it was a extra padding of cushion. You know, oh, it's okay. It was like really preparing them to be in a in a world whereas it's okay for you, but it's not okay for him. See, he you, and then the reality is not even okay for women to cry exactly. because we cry and we're told that we're weaponizing our tears. Mm. It, it's crazy. There's a lot of different nuances that, you know, that contribute to the way that we are as people, man. And and, and it's crazy. We got to address these situations because I, I really believe it, man. Like man, manhood, like me growing up and in Islam, I, I'll use Islam as an example. It says that you don't reach the, the age of maturity, true maturity until you get to the age of 40. 40s when you like pretty much you become a man and all of the prophets when you study the history of prophet prophethood they all received prophethood at the age of 40 all of the prophets they were 40 so the 40 being the, the age of attainment the, the age of maturity is when a person reached that age of all right now you done got it all out your system you done lived a long, a long enough time to put things in perspective. So this is when you really actually enter into, you know, manhood, maturity, the, the age of maturity. But I, I agree that the responsibility, responsibility, and when I say responsibility, not meaning having children, the first person you have to be responsible for is you. And if you're responsible for your actions, you're responsible for how you interact with people this is manhood. This is understanding. This is different from the boy that um, I'm just looking and seeing where I can get over. Or I'm just looking, or I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to holler at shorty right here. I'm trying to get in them draws and I'm trying to dip. That's not manhood. Manhood is looking at the situation itself and say, I'm going to see how I can benefit this queen. Or I can see how she can benefit me, how we can grow together. It's a whole different scope when you're a man as opposed to a boy. Your focus is different. So I, I think that responsibility, it first lies on the person, the, the first person. You have to be responsible for you. And if you hold yourself in a responsible order, then people will rever you as as being a man. They will rever you like, oh, that's a good man. That's That brother right there, he's solid or whatever the case may be. But I think the lines are definitely blurred in our community. What do you think yeah. some of the pitfalls are in the black community in dealing with this transition? What are the, some of the things that's holding us back in this regard? <clears throat> First and foremost, it's, it's fear. There's a lot of fear. Mm. Um, fear of missteps. Nobody really wants to take accountability for mistake or whatever the case is. Um, their education. Mm. Like you, you brought up Islam and it made me think about uh, a scripture. He goes, when I was a child, I spoke as a child. I understood as a child. I mm. thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. Mm. So there's uh, a mental shift that has to happen. Indeed. Um. And I think we are so much in survival mode that that doesn't that doesn't happen. Um, 
there's just like lack of uh, education on what it is that they want, how to get it. And then there's a lot of retardation that happens in this particular culture because resources aren't allotted to, to us. Mm, great point. Great point. You know, and, and, and it goes to the point that, you know, like, I don't know if you remember that movie. Uh, What's that? Baby Boy. Yeah, baby boy, when yeah. the dude, Jody don't yeah, love me yeah, the dude, what's his name, Omar, uh, what's his name, Omar Gooden, mm-hmm. yeah, he he had that that part in there where he was like, he did that little prayer, and that, that that joint always touched me. He was like, he said, Lord, you know, show us the way, and if you can't show us, then forgive us for being lost. And yo, when I heard that, man, it really hit the core of me, man. I really, it really hit me because that's what it is. A lot of the times we don't act like they say you would do better if you knew better. We don't know. And we haven't been exposed to it. You know what I'm saying? So the the lack of has become the norm in our community. So you see a lot of fathers are not present in our community. So it becomes the norm. Whereas it's not a big deal anymore. People are desensitized about it. You will find you will find other races of people, their father wasn't instrumental in their lives and it will wreak havoc. But you find now in the black community, you you're finding these single parent households, they're still surviving. You know what I mean? So it it, it shows me that we have gotten accustomed to the the lack of the the n- not having the presence of that man in the house not having that presence become okay we can deal with it now we we done made do it's been supplemented so i think we got to get back to understanding the whole family union dynamic that we are all needed to create balance you know what i'm saying that child that we both procreated with or whatever the case be that child's gonna need me and it's gonna need you too it's gonna need both of us and they may need both of us at different times and and a lot of the times you find a lot of sisters in in uh in situations where they're single parents. And I've seen this. I was watching a couple of uh joints on TikTok and, and YouTube, and I was like, wow, this is crazy. But you find them, they they asking now, they want the father in their life when the child is unruly. And I seen this one situation when the woman, she 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 was calling the police on her son, said her son went and took her card and spent two thousand dollars on his girlfriend and uh that was crazy and she was kicking him out the house he's banging on the door trying to get in the house and she said no your daddy could come get you let him come get you so my question when seeing something like this where was the father present why why did the father have to be called why you got to go to your father's house so it's telling me that the father wasn't there in some capacity now is that entirely his fault you know what I mean? Because a lot of the times when the children are young, when they're when they're toddlers, this is a time when mothers bond with their children. There's a nurturing thing going on. But when they reach that age of adolescence, now they become unruly. Now they're like, oh, where's the father? The father was the same individual that you was kicking to the curb. You know what I mean? You was kicking him to the curb, like, yo, get up out of here, and da-da-da-da-da. I'm not talking about the sisters that was in like situations. I'm talking about individuals who they they get in these situations when they got baby daddies or whatever the case may be, and 
because the baby father don't vibe with them no more, they will make it a point to keep the the father out that child's life. But that's also a lot of emotional immaturity mm-hmm. on, on their part as well. But we also understand that there be two home families mm. and their boys are still acting up because the father is not emotionally present. Indeed. I agree. You know, he was like, you know, oh, I, I provide for the fame. Mm-hmm. But providing financially is not all that a child needs to be nourished, mm-hmm. especially from their male counterparts. I agree. I agree totally. A, a lot of the brothers are not present. You know what I'm saying? And and I, and I believe with, with the brothers, speaking on the behalf of the brothers, like I just made that, uh, that other analogy, has become something that we've become accustomed to. You know, when you see, oh, I'm accustomed to brothers telling me they don't get along with their baby mama. I'm, it's, it's something that's accustomed now. Like, oh, it ain't, it ain't, you know what I'm saying? It's like, it's no shock. It'd be like, yo, a word, you don't get along with your baby mom. Like, it's something that is expected. It comes up so rampantly that you expect it. You be like, all right. You know what I'm saying? It's nothing new. What, what's unexpected when you got a situation where they co-parent and, and it's working, that's the thing that be like, oh, word. You know what I'm saying? This is something that surprises us. But it's crazy like that. And, and you got a lot of brothers that they fall back. Like I was watching this next video and the, and the dude was told the dude, get out of his car. He's like, you get out of my car. You telling me you ain't going to take care of your kids because your girl done moved on with another dude. And he was like, yeah, the, the, he, she buying that dude, buying them stuff and all that. She taking pictures with him. Like he's the father. And I said, I'm going to let it go. So he's like, nah, I, I can't go. Yeah. He said, you got, you got to go. He said, I can't be associated with nothing like that. And I, and rightfully so I, I, I can dig that. You know what I'm saying? But this is the position that you got men that they're taking like, Oh, all right. I'm, I'm going to not be present. Okay. You don't want me around. Okay. I'm not going to be around. And I think that's, that's the most cowardice thing that you can do as a man. You know what I'm saying? If you have, listen, if you have a child, you if you have a child, make it your business to be in your child's life. You know? I mean, there's even, that could even be even more twisted because there can be a woman who wants the person to be present mm-hmm. and they don't necessarily want to be present. So they move on. And the minute they see them with somebody else, now they want to return. Mm. And it's not even a healthy relationship. Mm. Indeed, you know, healthy co-parenting, and so like what happens is like people end up doing a lot of parallel parenting. They're not even co-parenting. Mm, that's They're a dope parallel term. Parenting. That's a dope term right there. Parallel parenting. Wow, I never heard that one before. That's dope, and and, and it fits. <laughs> it fits. It fits. Dope. Dope. But I like something that you said. It said, you know they'll need you at different times of their life. Mm-hmm. And it made me think of um, The Shack. Um, it was a book and it's a, a movie. And in the movie, um, God is played by Olivia Spencer. I think I've seen this movie or read the book. Right. It, it sounds familiar, it. The Shack. Yeah, it was one of those controversial movies that people wanted to boycott because they, they the character of God was played by a black woman mm. and a Native American male. But it's a part in the movie where a portion like from from the beginning up until like a good portion of the movie, 
God was a black woman. Mm. And it goes through all the nurturing, the healing aspect, you know, bringing up things that need to be talked about. And then it got to a point where he had to face something that he was dealing with. Mm. And that's when God shifted into the, the man. Mm. And when he woke up, he looked and he goes, wait, you're messing with me. He goes, you need a father for this next step. Wow. Profound. So yes, you need both. But you need a healthy both. Mm-hmm. People who are there for you to help you grow, not trying to utilize you to extend their, their self. Mm. And I think in, in that process, emotional intelligence is what we really need, whether parents stay together, they're raising the children or not. Mm. You can be emotionally mature and co-parent. You can. If you are emotionally immature. That's parallel parenting that's happening because the mother's going to want to institute a certain way, and father and his ego is going to carry on one way, or the father's going to want to have some kind of structure, and then the mother's going to, you know, rebel against that. So, in our community, we definitely need some emotional maturity. Indeed, and that's that. that see. I'm glad you said that because we want to talk about some of the solutions. What's some of the, what's some of the things that we can do to kind of, you know, offset what's going on in our community, you know? And, um, by you saying the, that emotional being emotionally present, you know, I think is real, is real big. Like my daughter, she just turned five, not too long ago. And, um, and, I, and, and it's, it's, it's crazy. It's, it's a crazy trip. It's crazy. So I'm like, wow. And um, I'll be noticing, you know, I, I, I'm looking at her and, I, and I'm very conscious about the way that I am, you know. But at the same time, I don't want to cripple her. I don't want to like, I don't want to make her feel like, okay, I'm treating you this way because you're a girl. You know, I want to give her... I want to try to give her the same type of intensity that I would give if it was my son, you know, like give her that. Like when I speak and tell like, no, it's not about just what I, I want you to do. I just, I want you to express yourself. I want you to tell me the way you feel about certain things. Like I'll, I'll go to, I'll, she should be climbing on the, on the, on the, on the chair, trying to get into the cabinet. I'm like, Ruby, what are you doing? I, I'm just, I'm just on the chair. I'm like, why are you on the chair? I, I, I'm just looking in the cabinet. Why are you looking in the cabinet? Uh, uh, I was just looking to see what's in the cabinet. What do you want, Ruby? <laughs> you dig what I'm saying? But giving her that chance to express herself, not shutting her down. And I think a lot of the times the women in our community, when they're raised, they're, they're being raised with that, you know, that, that underlying notion that you need to be silent. You need to know the parameters. You need to know where you can step, where you can't step. You can't express yourself freely, you know? And I think for the men, they're being, they're being made to be, all right, you have to hold your feelings in. Even if you feel like just screaming and you just want to say, yo, why? And you just, you just tears just want to come down your face. You know, you got to suck that up because if you don't, you're going to be looked at it as a punk, a sissy, and you ain't no man. You dig what I'm saying? And I think that in our community, it, it's just way too prevalent, 
you know, and we got to address it. So what's some of the issues that we can do to counteract this type of behavior that's running rampant in our community? Effectively, I actually raise my children the same. Mm. Um, outside of explaining to them the difference, the physical difference of a woman and a man, emotionally, I treat them the same. Mm. When my daughter is angry, I allow her to be angry. I don't try to gaslight her out of her anger. Or when she's not, you know, wanting to deal with her brother, I don't say, oh, but that's your brother. You just have them. Like, I allow her to have her boundaries. Mm. And likewise with my son, when he's having his moments, all right, have your moment. You're sad. Okay, be sad. Mommy's here with you. Mm. Be angry when you're angry. You're upset with your sister. Okay, you're upset with your sister. You're upset with me. Okay, you're upset with me. <laughs> but allowing them to have their emotions teaches them that emotions aren't a problem. Mm. You know, they are now learning how to deal with their emotions. Mm. What is an appropriate way to express their emotions? But I'm not going to stifle it. That's that's deep because I was stifled as a kid growing up. I couldn't say nothing like I wanted to say a lot. I got a podcast now. I'll be talking like, but listen, when I was a kid, (laughs) when I was a kid, yo, shut up. You know what I'm saying? Like, shut up. You can't say nothing. And I was like, I want to talk. I got something to say. I got an opinion. And, And I think if we listen to our children, if we took the time to listen to them, we can learn some things. Because like children are very, you know, they're very intuitive. So they pick up on a lot of different things. Like it's, it's something, some things that my daughter come and she say to me, like I'm feeling blue. I mean, one time I was feeling a little way, you know what I'm saying? I was missing my grandmother and I was like, wow, I was thinking about my grandmother and my daughter came up to me. Now she's named after my grandmother. She's named after my grandmother. And she came up to me and she was like, she said, daddy, what you thinking about your grandma? And I was like, I'm like, actually, I am thinking about my grandmother. I was like, wow, you know what I'm saying? How did you pick that up? Like, they're, they're very intuitive. So sometimes we got to listen to our children, letting them express themselves. It makes all the difference in the world. A lot of times, like I remember my brother, my brother told me this, my older brother, got a brother older than me. He's a year older than me. And um, he told me, we was reminiscing, talking and all that, and he told me about a situation that happened with my step pops. And he was like, one time he went to my mom and he was, he had drew a picture and he was like, look, look now my brother, he's a, he's a phenomenal artist. He came to be a phenomenal artist, but at this time he was young. He drew this picture and um, he was like, mommy, mommy, look at this picture. And at the time my step pops, out of anger, whatever, being frustrated, didn't want to be bothered. Yo, get out of here. Nobody want to see that shit. And like, you know what I'm saying? And for him, for him to tell me about that at the time, you know what I'm saying? We was older then. And he, and he told me about it. I was like, wow, you held that. You still remember that incident. That's when you was like five. And you held that. So the proof and the evidence that these things, they matter. You know what I'm saying? You being able to 
it, it will be it'll be a, a situation whereas your child can be a great public speaker, but you can emotionally scar them for life by telling them to shut up in a certain type of way that never want to make them speak again. So we have to be right, mindful. Mm-hmm. That situation probably traumatized him twofold. Mm. Old. One, he's seeing the actions of a man. Mm. He's going to see himself Indeed. as that man. Indeed. Right? And then he sees the betrayal of his mom. Mm. She wasn't there to support him. Yep. And to advocate for him. Yep. So we like to say, you know, it, it used to aggravate me a lot. You know, men are from Mars, women from Venus. <laughs> men and women are two sides to the same coin. Mm. We all have the same emotions. Our rationale be, may be different. You know, some may think more logically, some may think more emotionally. But to pigeonhole all women to say, oh, you're emotional and men are all logical. That's where the deception starts. Yep. That's fact. I'm an extremely logical woman. You do. You're one. <laughs> You're very logical. You know what I'm saying? Like I've had I've had these same discussions with different women and it'll get heated. Like we we didn't have some very strong topics, some heated topics on this show and each time you come on the show, you always maintain your composure and uh, you never get frazzled. No, I never see you like, ah, oh, you do the, you know what I'm saying? You don't do the the, the typical, oh, I'm going to spaz out. You don't do that. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, no, no. And you go through your points and all that. So you get you got your emotions pretty much intact. But you got men that are just emotional as women. And I, and I get exactly what you're saying. But women, when you look at it on an overall aspect, women, they, like emotional is a good word. Men, when we say logical, okay, but more so simple. Men would try to simplify things. You know what I'm saying? That's why we they say that we're logical. Men going to do the most logical thing because it's the most simple thing. Women are way more complex. They're going to think about ramifications. Oh, but if I do this now, maybe I should wait two days before I do this. Because if I wait, then da 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 You know what I'm saying? See, I don't even understand how that's not categorized as being logical. We are looking at the pros and cons and logically thinking of how we're going to deal with something. <laughs> exactly. But y'all get the, y'all get the bad rap for being emotional that, that's the way it works that's the way it works <laughs> normally like crimes of passion that's uh, emotional uh, uh, right yeah that's most of my men do it men, men do crimes of passion <laughs> <laughs> and so, like, it, it cracks me up once where uh, I heard the, the phrase uh, not even phrase but it was the analogy where they talk about you know women being emotional during that time of the month right mm-hmm. and the science behind it was like that's when we have testosterone can in, in our system. <laughs> so oh it's when God. we have testosterone in our system where we're emotional. Uh, we've always got like the majority of testosterone. In uh, Wouldn't it be more logical that you make, you, you're making oh uh, you making Ben Shapiro points? You making points like like <laughs> like a Ben Shapiro would make. Well, well, if this is the case, then, yo, <laughs> you make a great point though. So you say pretty much since at this time, this is when we have the most testosterone so technically speaking our emotions are really you know uh stemming from men you know it comes back to us 
<laughs> it's crazy. I feel you though. I feel you. But but you always maintain a certain type of composure. And I really dig that. So you are definitely, I ain't gonna say the exception of the rule. You are the proof that the rule don't always apply. You know what I'm saying? Because you got other men too that are very emotional that would, you know what I'm saying? I'd be on Clubhouse and I'd be hearing some of the men and they'd be way more emotional than some of the women in carrying themselves in dialogue and things of that nature. So, you know, it's definitely, it goes vice versa. But you know how stigmas are. They, you know, you get branded with something. You know what I'm saying? You get branded and that's what it is. Black people are late. Black people are always going to be late. Even if you're the most punctual person ever, you know, I'm, I'm a person that like to be punctual. I'm always, you know what I'm saying? Anytime we do a show, I want to say to the people, you're always here, you know what I'm saying, before the time of the show start. I'm going to give you that, you know what I'm saying? Because I was here today. I was here. I was sitting there. You know what I'm saying? You came, popped in right before it was time for the show to start. So, you know, you're not one of those people that they say, oh, CP time and all that. But that's what black people hey, got. That ain't to say that I don't have my moments. <laughs> I, I am showing up late to places. <laughs> and so, like, that's the, I think the frustration mostly with society is how they would love to just hold on to stereotypes. Mm. Hold on to these projections on others. Because now I'm starting to wonder, like, Maybe they projected their emotionalness on women when it was always them that was emotional. When you look at history, history proves another story. That's why when you hear some of the like I listen to uh, different movements like women that's involved with the feminist movement. I like to listen to their points of views, you know, what I'm saying, because I think they have some valid points of views and different other people with different various views. I like to listen to them. I like to hear them. I like to understand them, you know, being able to like sit down. It's like, OK, you know, what I'm saying let me hear where you're coming from. And they make some great points and you can't deny some of the points that they're making. You can't deny them. So, you know, we just got to find some some medium in between, some common ground where we can say, OK, look, this is how we both can benefit. Because I'm pretty sure there's women that can see certain things that men do that that would prove to be beneficial if they adopted them. And then there's certain things that women do that if men did. It'll, it'll be proved to be more beneficial for us. You know what I'm saying? Being able to think not in anger and just to go just go do something crazy. A lot of men are in prison or in bad situations because they thought straight out the gate and tried to respond with something on the way that society expects them to respond. You know what I mean? <clears throat> Excuse me. When you're talking about um, earlier, where they say men don't mature until they're in their 40s. Mm. Going back to science. <laughs> you know the impulse part of our brain where we you know, decision making our emotion processing system that doesn't mature in men until 25 mm. but it matures in women at 18 mm. and when you think about like society women do tend to mature more before men because our bodies start shifting before men do and mm -hmm. we are held to a higher standard of things at a very young age. Mm -hmm. So when I think about like how we can address this in our community, first and foremost, it comes to our own ego. How mm. willing 
could we be to just take our ego and put it on the back burner so that we could hear somebody else? Mm. And and that's key. You can't never find no common ground unless you can hear what the person, you know, gripe is, what their grievance is. You can't, you know, like a lot of times we're, we're listening to respond and we're not listening to get understanding or find common ground. We're just trying to respond. And um, like me personally, when I look at the situation of black people and that transition in our community, I see where the men are lacking. I see the lack of the presence of the men in the household. And when I'm, when I'm talking about presence, I'm talking about actual presence, being involved, like being, you know, instrumental in, in the schoolwork. Like when you, when you, when your kid come home from school, all right, let's do this homework together. Let's, 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 uh, learn something. What you going on, what you having problems with in school. You know what I'm saying? Let me tutor you like things like, like that, the things that the mom do, and the mom is always doing like, okay, or let's make sure the homework is done and all that. Men need to take the initiative to interact in, in the child's life at this stage. Because men, I'm going to tell you from, from experience, that men believe that their presence is needed later on in life. When the child gets to the adolescent stage or when the child starts to become stronger, now they need that stronger presence to, to maintain them. Like Farrakhan once said, he said, women are the ruler of children, right? Women are the ruler of children and, oh, they, no, women are the teachers of children and other women. And, 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 and now I know your face is looking crazy right now because I already know. <laughs> however, <laughs> however, when I heard it, because when I first heard it, I was like, I was like, but then when I heard it, I was like, oh, I, I get what you're saying. And he was like, basically, if you got a man that you can tell what to do, you don't have a man. You have a child. That's what you have. You know what I'm saying? He said, you can't tell a man what to do. You can give your input. You can, you know what I'm saying? You can say, yo, look, this is what I think you should do or whatever the case may be. But if you got a man that's doing everything that you say, then that's not your man. That's your child. And I kind of understand it. I do dig it. And men, because we, we have a certain type of, you know, certain type of persona. We have a certain thing with us. And women sometimes... You know, women have their own particular thing, but sometimes women, the things they say or can say can make men like it, it can question their masculinity. It can question, oh, like who run the house? Like, what are you really doing? What's your position? Are you just a sidekick? And no man wants to feel like, oh, he's not contributing you know what I'm saying? And when you make a man feel that he has nothing to give you, then he's going to be gone because he wants to feel useful. He may not articulate that. He may not be the one to say that in, in, in layman's terms. So you like, why you just didn't say that? He won't say it because even just saying it is, is demasculating. You know what I'm saying? So he, women got to know that that have that wisdom to say, like, look, I'm not going to demasculate this man. You know what I'm saying? I can give my input, but at the same time, I want him to be a man. I want him to be a man. 
He don't have to agree with me. I, I would want him to agree with me, but he doesn't have to agree with me. But above all, that the aspect of him being a man, his own man, is more important than my ego. So when you said that ego aspect, the ego is it's very crucial on both parts, on the part of the female and on the part of the man. Because the man got to step back and say, yo, look, oh, just because you paying the bills, it don't mean you run the house. Because a lot of the things that, that's getting done in the house is by way of your partner, your wife. Even though you giving her the money, she's making sure those bills is paid. She's making sure the tuition, all the stuff that needs to be paid is paid. Everything is in is 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 in is in working order. You know what I'm saying? So just because you're bringing, you're providing all the bread, it doesn't make oh you're just supreme ruler. It, it has to be a compromise. So I really dig what you was talking about. So go ahead, hey. Lady of City. I know you're gonna go. You gonna you gonna slice up Farrakhan now? But go ahead. I, I understand where he's coming from, but I do feel like those particular phrase of wording is mm. damaging mm. because we're raising boys. And if a father dies off at war, mm -hmm. we don't have control over that. But does that mean that we're not raising men? Well, I mean, like, like, let's look at it. Let's look at it objectively. Look at the black community today, right? And look at the, look at the youth. Like, we can go back 15 years from now. If we trace back 15 years from now, this was like the time or the beginning emergence of that single parent or I don't need, <laughs> I don't need a dude type. You know, it was women being right, vocal. That's ego. It's very, it's so very much ego. If a man is not in the present, if you're still giving credit where credit is due of what manhood is and what womanhood nah. is, it would still apply, mm -hmm. right? You, so it, it, there still comes back down to an ego when women want to take. And this is going to rub a lot of people the wrong way. When you want to take credit and say like, "Oh, you're the man." Mm -hmm. That's going to cause problems because they're looking and they're like, uh, not what a man looks like. Mm. So when I, when I think about it, even going back and says women were the help me. Mm. We are separate, but equal. Mm -hmm. We play our roles differently, but they both impact. Mm -hmm. No one can make me do anything. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's why some guys think I'm too masculine. <laughs> but the reality is without my permission, mm -hmm. without me conceding, no one's making me do anything. I am making this choice. Indeed. And so I feel likewise for men, if someone can make you question your masculinity, mm. you are already questioning your masculinity. No, it's, it's, it's conditioning because when you look at it, right, when you look at a person like words, we know words have power. Like when you condition a child and you see in the behavior, Kanye West said this, right? He said when he was young, people thought he was gay. He said, cause when he was to go to school, he said he would get mad. And when he get mad, he would start popping his neck like his mother because his mother was the only thing in his life that was dominant. So he, he was learning from her. 
You know what I'm saying? He was learning from her. So when she got mad, this is how this how she expressed herself. She started popping her neck. So when he got mad, he started popping his neck because it's a learned behavior. So when we condition children, and this conditioning has been going on since birth. This society, it, it just repeat these type of drones where, look, this is what you got to be. It, Big boys don't cry. Men don't cry. And you got to drill that into the head. And it's all in all the cartoons. It's in all the little sitcoms and all that. You don't find the boys crying. You don't find the boys being soft. No, I'm a, I'm a big boy. I don't cry. But you, but you always find in the sitcoms and in the movies that when women cry, the world's supposed to stop. The world's supposed to be, oh, what's going on? It's okay. But if a man cries, Get up off your ass and do something. You dig what I'm saying? It's a whole total different look. So growing up, and these are the men that we have. Now, they may not be ideal men, but this is what we're dealing with. So when you got these type of mentality, this, these type of men that have these type of mentalities, when you talk to them a certain way, it triggers certain type of reactions. And you got a lot of individuals that hold resentment towards women their whole interaction with women is because of their mother and the way their mother interacted with them and their mother being in that position of power and authority. I got the last word. I what mama say go. So when you got that type of power and you don't know how to wield that type of power, it can be it can be very problematic. That's and we, you know what I'm saying we see it. We see it in our community. We see a lot of these brothers. All these brothers, you see them out here shooting each other off some emotional stuff, off a, off a clout. They going, oh, I'm going to shoot up this joint off a of clout because I want people to be. This is not something. This is not something that when I was when I was coming up as a kid, this wasn't something that was taught to the youth. Now, it's all wrong going out to shoot anybody. But just to go shoot somebody just so people on the Internet can say that you're a shooter, it was unheard of. So when I look at it, I really look at it I'm like, where's this behavior coming from? And well, when look at it, they glorify the mafia. You see the shows that they push towards the black community. We mm-hmm. get empire, we get power, we get the wire. And yet it's supposed to be um, art imitates life, but art can also direct life. Mm-hmm. No and fathers. Keep creating, you know, these shows for our black community to watch. And that's what's going to keep getting perpetuated. You said it. You and said you said the you said the fathers are not dead. So these shows, when you watch these shows, these shows are replacing who? The fathers. So it's getting the same type of attention that the father would get in that household because they give reverence to these shows, these these mobsters, these gangsters, and this is what men are supposed to look like. And I, like 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 you you hit the nail on the head. You hit the nail on the head, and. I think we really need to sit down and have some type of open forum dialogue to understand the misconceptions between man and woman. Like, what do you expect from me? Like, I want to know what you as a woman, a queen, what do you expect from me? What do like what you want me to do to prove to you that I'm present, that I'm here? Like what, what, what would make that, you know, known to you that when you look at me as a man, you say, okay, yeah, yeah, King, you on your square. You know what I'm saying? We got to be more vocal. Our sisters need to be more vocal and let them know. You know what I'm saying? But go ahead, Queen. <laughs> yeah, because I'd be like, uh, first of all, 
I don't, I'm not so keen to tell somebody what I'm looking for, or what I expect, because a lot of that can come with manipulation. They will mm. portray that and then pull the rug out from underneath you. Mm. So I'm one of those women who I'm going to watch mm. who you are. You're Indeed. going to show me and I will make my decision then. Mm. I feel you. If you're a man, you. you're going to be a man, whether I tell you Indeed. how to be one or not. Indeed. And, and that, if I had to tell you how to be a man, I don't want to do it. That's it. That, and that's the thing. That's that, that right there is key. Men are going to be men. But I, I, I just think the expectations of, of women, because I heard this joint, right? I think it was on TikTok. He was like, uh, he was like, she's like, yo, she, uh, it was a female speaking. And she said, you can be a good woman. You probably heard this. Say, you could be a good woman, but then he'll meet somebody, you know, you've been with him for three years and, and you a good woman. And he meets somebody for six months and marry her and leave you. And then the 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 uh the clips is it, it changes. Then the dude is talking now. And he said, a lot of y'all women think y'all good women. He said, why? Why do you think you good women? Because you don't cheat? You a good woman because you don't cheat? He said, a lot of you, a lot of you women are very manipulative. You're very, you know what I'm saying? You're controlling. You, you know what I'm saying? There's a lot of things that go on that makes you a bad woman. And you say you automatically get the word, the term good woman by default. Why are you a good woman? Just because you don't cheat? Like you said, and that goes back to what you just said, you know, you have to watch. And you know what I'm saying? I really believe that men are going to see those queens. Like I'm pretty sure the type of men that approach you, they're not, they not knuckleheads. I wouldn't expect, like if I seen a knucklehead trying to approach you, he probably saw you in passing and thought you was cute and was like, you know what I'm saying? What up, ma? You know what I mean? But as far as like, a person that's around you or you frequent, you frequent different places and or you're performing or whatever, you're doing your art classes and they interact with you, you a, a knucklehead is not going to approach you. The way you carry yourself, you're like, nah, that's not for me. You know what I'm saying? You're going to weed well, that out. Nah, I think uh, people that I think I'm in a relationship already, so I'm thinking by default. <laughs> <laughs> And I don't, I don't necessarily have the energy um, focusing on taking care of my kids mm. and doing what it is that I need to do when the right one shows up and reveals himself, I guess I'll know then. Mm. Definitely. I mean, he's definitely out there, Queen. He's definitely there. He's definitely there for real, for real. Uh, I mean, it, I think these are conversations that we definitely need to have as a community so we can just pull pull the covers off and let's talk about what's in the room. Like why why men do the things we do, why we we form in these opinions about our sisters, about, you know, we just take for granted they're going to be a certain way. We got to just sit down and, and we got to just just lay it out on the table. Like, look, I don't like when you do this or. Hey, brother, why y'all doing this? Why y'all always sagging y'all pants? Or why y'all always disrespecting women? And why y'all, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? All these different types of things that we need to talk about. We got to get it I out there. I literally just had that conversation with my daughter this morning. <laughs> we walked somebody, walked by, and I'm just like, mm. if I had a BB gun. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, 
It's crazy. Yo, they, the, today's sagging is different. Like, we used to sag back in the days, but it was because our clothes were big. And we was into big clothes. Like, everybody wore baggy jeans, and it wasn't no tight, skinny jeans back in the days. But now today, man, I seen this one dude. It, it just messed my head up, man. And I got a younger brother, man. I was like, I asked him. I was like, yo, bro, like, what's the purpose of this dude was walking down the block? He had skinny jeans on. They were skinny jeans. They was tight. But he had them joints down by his, like, below his ass cheek, below the ass cheek. It was like a, a little bit, like, below the cheek. And you got a belt on holding them, holding them at that place so i'm like yo it's just it's confusing to me so you're deliberately you want people to see your draws you deliberately want people to look at your ass as a man it's just a little sus to me it's, it is man it's just a little <laughs> sus it is so i'll be like yo i'll be asking him glass my little brother I'm like yo bro what is what is about this man why they wearing skinny jeans and sagging the reason why we sagged is because we wore big clothes our clothes was big on purpose. We was trying to wear baggy jeans and it was sag just by default. But we got belts and you putting on a belt to to make the belt stay so the pants can go below your ass. It's like, it's retarded to me, but to each his own. But this is what we dealing with today, man. The, 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 the men are, they're definitely different today. But uh, I, I mean, this conversation, we can go on for hours. You know, we can go on for hours about this conversation, but I, I think I, I, I'm happy that you came to the show to, you know what I'm saying? I'm glad you sent me the video and, you know, come to the show to like really talk about these different things that's going on in our community, man, because it, it needs to be, these conversations definitely need to be had and we got to get back on track with loving each other, man, and respecting each other. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's hilarious like you be pulling all these keywords out of the poem it's hilarious <laughs> I'm like did you see this one already <laughs> yo I'll be like wow I'll be going to TikTok I'll be like wow yo you be having some yo your, your content y'all go check out Lady Obsidian Rain's TikTok page man yo go check that joint out man it's always something, man. It's always something very interesting, whether it's just, you know, just a, a, a have a great day smile, you know, some positive affirmations or just some funny. It's always something pleasurable on her page, man. Go check her out, man. Get acquainted with a lady obsidian ring because she's dope, man. She's dope. And she's a dope artist, too. I'm gonna get out there. I'm gonna get out there eventually to 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 Connecticut. I do got some people out there. My my boy Midnight is out there. Midnight is in Connecticut. Yes. You know what I'm saying? So I know I know I can get out there and get on the stage. But I, I'm coming. I'm letting you know. I'm coming. I'm coming over there to Connecticut, and they're gonna they're gonna hear Poetic Black over in in CT. You know, <laughs> real rap. But yeah, I want to thank you for coming through. Uh, tell the people about your shows because you got some shows going on man you got you got the, the show on twitch i know you still got the show on twitch and then you got your wednesday show on instagram that you moved to the nighttime then you like at seven yeah so um i did have an open mic uh raining poetics mm -hmm. but it's currently on hiatus mm. i have a lot of other projects that i've been working on one is the poet's notes 
we were on Twitch and then that shifted uh, after the shooting that happened in the, I go at the Chicago, at the supermarket. Mm. Um, they were aware that, you know, the propaganda was being spread. And so they just didn't want to support the platform anymore. So now we are on YouTube. Mm. You can follow us on Instagram at the dot poets notes. Um, you can also go to my website, purpose of the lotus.com that actually will give an itinerary of all of my shows mm. when they will be coming back. Um, Cause I do also have speaking life overtime raindrop of amnesty. Mm. Um, yeah, I just, I have a lot of things. Happening. She got a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. And she, oh, oh yeah. You just released a book. You got to come back on the show and we got to just do a debut on the book. I'm going to get all three of your books. I'm going to get all three of your books. I want all three of my joints autographed to black, please. Yeah. I'm getting all three. And check her out, man. Like, she's so dope, man. Like, really, really dope. Like, for real, a lot of times I go to your page and I would see some type of affirmation or you just have a rainbow up there, man. And it'll be just something beautiful. You know what I'm saying? And it can change my whole mood. You know what I'm saying? So I re I'm really grateful. Okay. I'm really grateful for what you do with your page, man. Because you always out there trying to inspire people. You always, you know, you got that understanding ear. You know how you go talk to that auntie you got, you that auntie you got, like you could tell anything and you be like, yeah, auntie, I was, you know what I'm saying? It's like, <laughs> yo, go tell, go tell Rain, man. Let it, let it give you that little healing right there. But definitely, man, I want to thank you for coming through, showing love, man. And um, I got a couple of more announcements. Uh, I'll be performing live in Brooklyn this Thursday on the 10th. You know what I'm saying? Matter of fact, this is a this is the first show I've been performing. Uh first show I performed in a minute. So all those poetic black fans, man, y'all want to come see me live. Me and my brother written in pain will be making an appearance at the open mic at the den. You know, only those who know know is is only by uh RSVP. You know, so if you if you follow the den and you follow that platform, you already know. And uh Come check us out, and um, it's going to be dope. Also, Clubhouse Spoken Soul Sessions is definitely present on Clubhouse. I would like my sister over here, um, Lady Obsidian Rain, to come on over to Club. I know she's so busy, but she can come over. I'll give you a green bean. You can be a mod. You know what I mean? Come, <laughs> you can come over to Clubhouse, man, bring some of that sharpness. But we out there on Clubhouse. We do Iron Sharpens Iron, which is a show that we critique your work your your um your poetry you bring your, your your piece to the show we listen to it we give you constructive criticism which is important we're not breaking you down or trying to make you don't want to write no more we're giving you constructive criticism to make the piece either either better if it, it don't need no critique it don't need no critique but we definitely um giving you accolades over there and we're breaking it down whereas you can get something constructive coming from two artists as actual performers that's traveled the country performing. So it's a dope space. A lot of people starting to fall through over there. And then we have the Wednesday show this Wednesday It's the aftermath show, which we, the first hour, we just discuss the topic of the podcast, the Tuesday show. And, um, 
And then the second um two hours, we open the mic uh, and we hear some poetry. We hear people thoughts and things of that nature so y'all come out and join us on that but we got a lot of shows lined up for you guys man a lot of things is happening and um check us out over there uh but miss lady obsidian rain you've been on the show more than anybody i can because i got some recurring guests but there's no guests that have been on my show more than you and you will be back again and again and again so there's no mystery you know what i'm saying there ain't gonna be no mystery <laughs> you know what i'm saying you're the one recurring guest that i always have on my show and i love having you here because you bring so much insight and your demeanor is always calm you're, you're always you know you're direct calm but and you're beautiful man so i love the fact that you're here and um you're contributing to to what we do and what we love so much i appreciate you y'all go check her out and all the things she's got going on check out her website purpose of the lotus flower did i say that right purpose of the purpose just purpose of the, the lotus. lotus purpose of the lotus yeah y'all check that out purpose of the lotus she got all her books up there support this sister she's out there doing great things she's she's she she do art classes and she's a phenomenal artist i didn't even mention that phenomenal artist check out the archives of the of the shows that we did and um phenomenal artists as far as drawing artists and spoken word artists so she got a lot of things on the plate y'all go out there man y'all support this sister she's doing big things out there so uh yeah, like like I said, thank you for coming through. Thank you for spending this time with the people, man. And uh, you have any uh other words that you wanna that you wanna tell the people? Cause you'll be First back. Of all, <laughs> <laughs> it is it is always a privilege and honor to be on Spoken Soul Sessions and being able to talk with you because these conversations are so important to our growth. Mm. You know, we are only as strong as our weakest link. So it is the best for us to make each other stronger and the only way we can do that is to hold up that mirror and say okay this is where we need to this is where we need to adjust this is where we need to grow mm-hmm. um, so you know thank you so much continue to support you know the spoken soul session I, i'm just overwhelmed right now <laughs> <laughs> It's all good, man. I, I, I love having you here, man. You always bring so much heat when you come, man. You live up to your name every time. Obsidian. <laughs> if you don't know what Obsidian is, look it up. You definitely, she's sharp as razor blades, man. Sharp. <laughs> you got to get up pretty early in the morning to get one over on Lady Obsidian Rain. <laughs> but definitely, <laughs> thank you for coming through, Queen. I appreciate you. Now, I want to talk to my audience because this is that time of the show where I got to leave you guys with something something inspirational so i need you to tune in if you're hearing the sound of my voice tune in pay attention please today today the path starts today if you want anything meaningful tomorrow you have to start today i hope i hope that you know that you are validated in your skin I want you to know that you, you have purpose. And I want you to know, if you don't know anything about me, know, know that I love you. And I hope, I hope you love me too. 
Peace.